you're listening to Parents You've Got This, the expert guide to parenthood. The complete guide to pregnancy, birth, baby and parenthood. This podcast is brought to you by Parents You've Got This and proudly supported by Mastella. Mastella is a natural origin skincare for babies and children, recommended by healthcare professionals. Mastella by Parents Side since 1950. Getting your baby into a great sleep routine can be really life-changing for parents. Today we have our sleep experts from Infant Sleep Australia. We are joined by Dr Fallon Cook and by Dr Laura Conway, who are here to get our babies napping like champions. Both of these women hold PhDs in amazing things and they work really closely with families to foster really beautiful sleep routines that work. Um, Their collaborative approach is just amazing and it is also backed by research. So we are super, super lucky to have them here with us today. And yeah, let's talk naps. (laughs) Thanks for joining us to talk all about baby sleep. Why is daytime sleep so important for our little ones? So when our um, babies are really young and actually up until probably into the toddler years, three, sometimes four years of age, it's really important for babies to have some of their sleep during the day as well as overnight. Their brains are developing and their bodies are developing at such a rapid pace. They need to have rest breaks, if you like, throughout the day to help them process their memories and process their experiences um, before they can then wake up raring to go for the next bit of time when they're um, awake and engaging. I love that because I I notice the difference myself when I've had a little cheeky nap and then you just feel so alert Mm. and fabulous afterwards. (laughs) Um, So with our babies at different ages, what naps do they need? How frequent are these naps and how long should they be? Yeah, so there is huge variability baby to baby, which I, I often say, but, you know, especially in our clinical work, we see everything, you know, mm. and so it can be helpful to have a bit of a sense of how many naps a baby, your baby's age might typically have, but just keep in mind that some babies just kind of don't play by those rules. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, often by sort of that three to four month mark, they're probably having about three naps per day. Often they're dropping to two naps per day, somewhere between sort of six to six seven, sometimes eight months. Um, Yeah, it's around that seven or eight month mark. They're dropping to one nap. Um, Sorry, two Two naps rather. (laughs) Um, And then when they drop to one nap, that's really variable as well. So some babies, you know, they hit 12 months and they're just ready for it. Whereas others will hold on to two naps for quite a long time. They might be 18 months old when they drop to one nap. And I think the real key is that every baby has a different amount of sleep that they need in every 24-hour period. So some with a really high sleep need, maybe they're looking for 15 hours of sleep every day. They're going to need a lot of naps to reach that total sleep need whereas a baby who might need closer to say 12 hours of sleep per 24 hours might have quite short naps so that then they can actually have a decent amount of sleep overnight so that's where there's you know really big variability and good just to look at the baby in front of you and so how does daytime sleep affect nighttime sleep Mm. so definitely we see in the clinic there's been quite a big trend over the past few years where a lot of parents are super, super worried about avoiding overtiredness. And that's actually done parents a bit of a disservice because we're increasingly seeing parents who are putting their baby down for a nap the moment they show any tired sign. And that's actually inflating the total amount of day sleep that they're getting to a degree that then at night they're really struggling to sleep any long stretches. They might have very, very um, fragmented nights or they might wake up in the night for a really, really long time. So it's all about trying to find that balance where they're having some, some good day naps but where it's not impacting their nighttime sleep too badly. 
When it comes to actually putting our little ones down for their naps, what um, tips do you have for parents? So it's good to have a nap time routine um, in the lead up to going down in their cot or bassinet. And that routine can be similar to the bedtime routine for the start of the night, but just a little bit shorter. So, um, and the reason that's important is that when your baby sees these same activities happening in the same order every day, they'll start to go, oh, yep, that's right. They recognize the cues, it's time for sleep. So you might consider um, giving them um, a nappy change, um, putting them into more comfortable clothes, um, putting them into their sleeping bag, maybe singing them a song or reading them a book, and then popping them down um, for their nap and use the same consistent approach when you're popping them down for their daytime sleep as you do at nighttime so that they are learning that their mum or dad does the same thing each time they're going to go to sleep whether it's in the day or at night. And do you have any tips around extending baby's sleep? I know like when you start to become a new parent, suddenly you're like, oh my gosh, it only sort of sleeps now and then wakes up and then sleeps now. And you know, and then you hear, you go to mother's group or something and someone says, oh no, my baby slept for two hours. You're like, two hours? <laughs> How is that possible? You know, and they're like, oh, yeah. they just learned to join their sleep cycle. She's like, sleep cycle. Okay, Google sleep cycle. How long is sleep cycle? How do you get them How to join it together? Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. So look, there are some babies that are catnappers. They just have one sleep cycle no matter what we do that's all they want and they're often those babies that do have that lower sleep need so they have this little nap and then they're you know fully recharged again and off they go they're ready to go so for some babies you can't change it but for most babies if they're able to put themselves off to sleep without needing a whole lot of hands-on support they're more likely to then um, come up into light sleep after one sleep cycle but then just quickly drift back off to sleep again but if they have fallen asleep maybe um, with you there patting them or holding them or feeding them um, and then they come up into light sleep and detect that oh, I've been put in my cot. Um, they're much more likely to wake up really cranky, like, how did I get here? I don't like this. Get back in here. Um, and then you're you know, trying to resettle them again. So to get those longer naps, I'd be thinking about how they fall asleep um, and maybe trying to work towards slightly more independent settling. Um, you know, if your baby's sort of particularly around four months onwards, that's when you can really start to make a bit of headway there. What if your little one is really fighting their nap? You, know, you can mm. see that they need mm -hmm. it, you know that they need it, but they're just not having any of it today. How mm. long do you persist for or, or what are the, the best strategies that parents can try in that situation? Yeah, it's really important to understand that your baby's sleep will change rapidly across the first year. So the amount of sleep that your baby needs per 24 hours when they're newborn is going to be very high and very different from the amount of sleep they're going to need when they're six months old and when they're 12 months old. Um, so sometimes what can happen is for us as parents, it feels like a really short amount of time has passed, um, like a month. Um, for adults, a month is nothing. But for a baby, a month is a long time relative to how long they've been on this earth. And so they may actually have um, dropped their sleep need by perhaps half an hour or an hour. Um, and if they've previously settled well for their naps, and now when you're popping them down into their cot or bassinet and they're really fighting um, their nap, it's likely that their sleep needs may have changed slightly. Um, they may need to have a little bit longer being awake, practicing their new skills, interacting mm. and engaging with you um, before they go down for their nap. So that's the first thing I would be thinking about. Just thinking, um, how old is my child now? Or maybe they they don't need the fourth nap anymore. We'll try and just divvy up their day sleep across three naps during the day, for example. The next thing is, it, once you've done that, have a think about um, 
how long you will persist for when you're trying to pop them down for the nap. So mm. um, we see parents in our clinic who say to us, oh, they're in sleep hell, they're spending hours every day just trying to get their baby to sleep. Mm. We don't want that for anyone. It's no good for mum or dad and it's no good for the baby. Yeah. So um, have a, an, a rule of thumb that perhaps you'll try to settle them in their cot for 30 minutes maximum. Yeah, often I just say 20 minutes even. If that's all you've got in the tank, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, and if they haven't settled to sleep in that time, then say, all right, let's get you up and we'll go and do something else mm. um, and then wait a little bit longer and um, then try to settle them again for the nap. But don't feel mm. that you need to just stay in that dim room with the white noise on for yeah. three hours at a time <laughs> to drive yourself mad. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of, you know, have a try. And if it doesn't work out after that, you know, if it's 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes that you're trying for, pop them in the pram, go for a walk, get some fresh air, give yourself a break because not every nap is going to be perfect. Um, it's really normal for naps to just be horrendous sometimes. And sometimes they're like that for, you know, a week and then they just out of nowhere get over it and everything's back yes. on track again. So just try not to panic. And if you need to do naps in the pram or the car, you know, that's great. Just get out and get some fresh air. And what do you do for babies that are used to certain things and you might want to change it up? Like they might have a sleep association of feeding to sleep or only sleeping on you or will only go to sleep if they've got a dummy or wrapped a certain way. How do you go about changing those sleep associations? Yeah, that's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you got? <laughs> we spend hours every day working with families on this. So... Um, uh, if you do have a sleep association that and probably we should um, just explain what that is so some babies well all of us in fact um, babies and adults um, need certain things present in our environment um, in order for us to go to sleep easily so for us it's a pillow and our doona um, and for babies it might be that they need to be fed to sleep um, or they might need to be cuddled to sleep and they're not going to be able to go to sleep without those things present um, so whilst that so, um, works really well for some families, for those that want to change that, um, we need to think about how to support your child to learn new sleep associations. So we don't need to be doing anything really drastic. Um, some, there are some really gentle approaches where, for example, if your baby does feed to sleep, what you might be doing is um, starting to unlatch them from either your breast or the bottle before they're completely asleep um, and then using some gentle patting or humming whilst they're in your arms first um, and then over time transitioning them into the cot and using the, the same patting and humming that you were using when they were in your arms. Um, so you mm. gradually um, show your child that um, they can go to sleep without that association. There are, of course, much quicker approaches, which can be really mm. suitable for slightly older babies and for parents who are at their wits end and sleep deprived, that they simply mm. don't have it in them to use a really gradual approach. Um, but again, yeah. it's all about being supportive. We don't need to do anything too drastic. Yeah, and I think that's a really big misconception with so many parents. If they're stuck in sleep hell and they think the only way to change this is to be harsh or punitive or do mm. these approaches I just don't feel comfortable with, you absolutely don't have to. I mean, we spend hours every week in clinic coming up with all these different little ways to help parents feel like they're giving their baby enough support, yet still inching towards that end goal. So you can take as long as you want to take and you can be as gradual as you want to be. Um, it's really important as a parent that whatever approach you're using feels comfortable to you and that you feel it's the right fit for your baby. Um, and there's a million different ways that, that parents <laughs> could potentially go. So when do babies drop naps and how do we know that it's time for our little one to drop a nap? 
Baby's daytime sleep changes rapidly across that first year. So um, when your baby is first um, home from hospital, they may be having five or six naps a day. Um, then they'll start to have better sleep overnight um, and the amount of time they can tolerate being awake during the day increases. And what you're going to start to see um, are um, any number of these signs that they're ready to drop a nap. So it may be that they start to take a long time to go to sleep for one of their naps that they previously had gone to sleep quite easily for. Or they might take a long time to go to sleep at the start of the night. And by long time, we're thinking more than 20 minutes, for example, to settle your baby to sleep. Um, sometimes if they had been doing long stretches of sleep overnight, they might start to wake up more frequently. Um, and then the dreaded early morning wakes so sometimes their yes. nighttime sleep will still be okay, but they'll be starting the day at 5 a.m. And then you're like, whoa, this is going to be a really long day. So when you see any combination of those signs, have I said them all? Did yeah. I miss any? Yep. Um, then uh, it's really good to have a look at how many naps they're having in a day. Oh, how old are they? Oh, are they about four months? Well, and they're still having five naps a day. Actually, maybe we need to drop down to four yeah. naps or three naps. Or if they're yep. seven months old and they're still having three naps, then you'll be looking at dropping mm. the third nap of the day. And um, then at around um, 12 months and above, if they're showing any of those signs, and they've been doing it for at least a week, mm. um, because we want to make sure that it is that their sleep needs have changed and it's not that they're coming down with something or teething or one of the multitude of moving parts that impact sleep. Um, if we're sure that it's not any of those things, then around from that 12 month onward, you'd be dropping down to the one nap. Yeah, and dropping naps, it's always going to be challenging. There's always that period of time where they kind of need the nap and they kind of don't. Mm. What we typically say to parents is just do your best to just drop it. Ride out that bit of a storm while they're adjusting to it. Um, but the quickest way to get their circadian rhythm to adapt to that new daily rhythm is just to not offer that last nap of the day and make sure the other naps are kind of shuffled along so they're roughly equally spaced across the, uh, the day. Um, and it might take a week for them to adjust. So if you've got a lot of really challenging behaviour during that time, sleep might even be really challenging, even though you've dropped that nap. Usually after a week, they fall into that rhythm and then sleep improves again. Well, thank you both for coming on the podcast again. And of course, you know, this really highlights that every baby and every parent's sleep requirements are different. And so to get a plan that's tailored to their baby's needs um, and to come and talk to you about what works for their own family. A huge thanks to Mistella for sponsoring this episode. Mistella empowers parents throughout their parenting journey with education and honest conversations from pregnancy and beyond. Mistella has plenty of parenting articles and resources on their website. Visit mistella.com.au. Mistella is our family's favourite. You've been listening to the Expert Guide to Parenthood podcast. Never forget, parents, you've, you've got, got this. this. The information provided in this podcast is general in nature and is intended to support, not replace, a discussion with your doctor or healthcare professional. Parents You've Got This take no responsibility for any medical decisions made by individuals based on the information provided in this podcast. Join a Parents You've Got This masterclass today to be prepared, excited and educated for pregnancy, birth, baby and parenthood. Visit www.parentsyou'vegotthis.com.au and sign up for a masterclass today.